You're now tuned in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. When your head is in the clouds, there's always something sweet to think about. Salutations. This is the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, a podcast that discusses too much of nothing, a little bit of everything, the metaphysical, wacky news, history, psychology, social media, movies and television, culture, and my emotional baggage. I'm Fee, and I'm so happy you're here with me. The Cotton Candy Clouds podcast discusses a smorgasbord of topics with a myriad of theories and perspectives added with my interpretation of it all. Thank you so much for choosing the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a week, but it feels like, I don't know, last week went by slower to me. I don't know how y'all feeling about it. It's, this, to me, this is the time of the month, the new year calendar year right we're here we have fear this is that time you know the first two weeks you're like yes I'm we're here I got it I'm gonna do it and then it's like this is the week where you're like it's almost like a mid-week crisis if you will and um yeah (laughs) I'm with you on that one if you have twitter and our Facebook, the Cotton Candy Clouds Pod, is there. And you can follow and connect for links and other mentionables in the show. If you have any questions or qualms, email cottoncandycloudpod at gmail. Word of the day is solipsism. S-O-L-I-P-S-I-S. It's a noun and it is a theory holding that the self can know nothing but its own modifications and that the self is the only existent thing. In other words, extreme ego. And let me tell you again, this is how I'm feeling about it. I just got to tell you, like, it's giving, we need more time to think about who we are as a person. I, You know what I'm realizing is that getting to know yourself is a journey. And like each decade, as well as each year within that decade, you learn something new, you lose something old, and you just realize a lot. And that's what happened to me last week (laughs) it all came to a head this weekend and I was like wow wow so before we jump into that let's get to what I really hate that happened so we're going on a journey right the week before last week okay grocery shopping was had I got my materials. I made some chili. Great. The chili was good. And I doubted myself, but it was decent. It was good. It was delicious. Thanks to my mom for believing in me. (laughs) So I had a rendezvous, a parlay, a 
social gathering to attend and then I stayed at my friend's house somehow you guys and I have to tell you this story because I gotta get down the atmosphere I gotta ask for forgiveness from the universe from y'all somebody anyway so somehow I didn't think to bring that chili with me or my cold cut salami and basically when I got back to the house it was expired I was horrified because I was kind of hoping that and I'm really telling y'all my business the way where I put the chili I was hoping that it kind of got frozen over to kind of preserve the chili if you will even though it had been basically I think a week and some change since I touched it anyway my point is this it spoiled and even though it did spoil I don't want y'all to, I want y'all to know that feed me. (laughs) I am not someone who wants to waste food. Y'all, it was at least two bowls of chili left. Maybe three. If I'm being, if I'm being a fruit, uh, what, I don't know. Just someone who's not me and likes to eat a lot, you know? And so then the, the salami it's like, why, Lord, I could have brought this with me on my travels. And I just didn't. And it just bothers me because it's wasted, delicious food. And I just hate wasting food. Like, it's just so much food is wasted and to the point where I was like, let me look up how much food is wasted. Wait till y'all hear this, okay? So, basically, a whole lot of throwing away of food goes is happening in the world according to feedingamerica.org people throw away uneaten food at home stores and restaurants farmers leave crops and fields due to low prices quote unquote or overproduction quote unquote because that's a whole nother different subject problems occur occur during the transportation and manufacturing of food and retailers reject food that doesn't meet appearance or color standards right okay we got that In the United States, people waste 80 million tons. Now, I was looking at something else, and it said billion, something billion, like 2.5 billion. But for the the sake of feedingamerica.org, okay, the United States people here waste 80 million tons of food every year, which equals to 149 billion meals. My chili included, they throw away over... $444 billion worth of food annually. 46% of food waste comes from the food industry. 149 billion meals worth of food go to landfills. I can't, y'all, I'm a part of the problem is what I'm trying to tell you, but I have been trying to work tirelessly not to be in yet I still was in the top of the year like this has been a literal I don't know if I even put it out there but this has been a literal goal of mine to stop wasting food be more conscious you know of what I'm buying really is what it is is so that I'm like okay let me spend it here eat there you know whatever but (laughs) somehow you know and it just I'm a part of the problem and I don't want to be a part of the problem. It's 2024. Wow. And I just didn't want to be a part of the problem. 
with waste. And it's like, here I am, though. And I just, I'm disappointed in myself. And I know technically this is the top of the calendar year. It's not, which I'm embracing the new year, which is spring, but still. My chili's good. You know, I could have shared it. Ugh, it's just, talk about just, I don't know. It really, I was like, God, help me. It's because I really was, it's been a thing I'm trying to do. And here I am. And it just two things. And I'm one of those people, as I've told y'all and encourage y'all, please don't eat expired food. Check it. Trust me when I say I'm sure expired food is a reason why people have the different digestive problems that they have. Because people don't check the expiration date and, they, and they're probably like trying not to even waste it. Like I, I'll say that probably so many people in the category of getting sick due to expired food probably are like me like dang i don't want to throw this away but for me i can't risk stomach problems you know people used to die back in the day from dysentery and different things and it's because of the food y'all so we went on a journey and you know i basically just you don't know but i just have to forgive myself take this moment and share with you guys but i have to figure myself because wow i mean like i said three bowls of chili basically worth of chili and some cold cuts and it's like damn that's money and it's delicious it's 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 so many things and as a nation we need to stop lord it this is sick in itself when i really did you know or what i found to know and I did the research for the numbers. I'm like, this is horrible. <sighs> Go to avantgardebooks.net. Use code COTTONCANDYJAN for $2 off to purchase Book of the Month, Crystal Bliss Manifest Your Dreams by Debbie Brown okay so (laughs) let's talk about something crazy and get back to greed or some out of control i don't know this this relates somehow and then we'll get to my ego issues but here's a crazy headline right 396 million dollars are putting are is being put into a Georgia facility to house 30,000 monkeys. Animal rights groups are concerned. A 200-acre Georgia husbandry facility with plans to house 30,000 monkeys that will reportedly be used for research is drawing pushback from residents and national animal rights organizations. Several opponents of the $396 million Decatur County facility attended Tuesday's city council meeting to share their concerns, which included potential diseases carried by monkeys and WALB-TV reported Tuesday. 
So what do y'all think about that? I'm going to be honest with you. There is no centralized location in nature where there's 30,000 monkeys in one location. So just think about that and then think about them putting that many monkeys in a predominantly black county that's and and this is the same place this is the same county you guys who want to build the police facility so they i sometimes you really wonder what's going on it's a lot going on it's the food waste me and my chili it's the 30,000 monkeys it's the police facility then it's the idea that even with the food waste because it all connects it's all a circle right so with the food waste we know that the United States is wasting food but yet you you charge children for their food at the school and then you say you don't have money but Remember, this is a circle. You have the money for the 30,000 monkeys being held in one facility for no really explanation. Nothing. There's really nothing no doctor or scientist can say that can explain away that many monkeys being in one facility. 200 monkeys in one facility for whatever scientific explorations you want to do is, is, is a lot. 30,000? And then you have, I forgot the number, 6 million, whatever, for the police facility. It's all a circle. It's all too much. I want 2024 to be better. And I can't. (laughs) Like, this was when I, I can't tell you how mysterious and deeply dark the implications housing 30,000 monkeys in one facility that cost $396 million has. And I don't, I feel like a five-year-old could figure that out. It's just a sick, the sick thoughts that I have in my head as to someone actually wanting like, Sometimes when people do things, and this includes governments, corporations, etc., etc., people, groups of people, sometimes when people do things, it's the reasoning that they do it for me. It that's what really bothers me. It's like you did it, but you're trying to actually explain why you did it as if the explanations make sense. Because here's the thing, sometimes you never should say a thought out loud you should never want to have that idea put forth and execute it and this is one of those things 30 i can't i just can't you guys (laughs) i just can't so let's cleanse the podcast before we hop into it with incense of the month white sage it purifies 
sacred spaces and ritual tools and just regular spaces and mind, body, spirit, all that great stuff. It heals the mind, body, spirit, and soul, and it promotes wisdom, clarity, and enhances intuition. And we can use a little bit of that right now. You know what I'm saying? Crystal of the month is selenite. This crystal encourages calmness, mental clarity, and intuition as well as clears blockages of energies and charges other crystals and stones. Again, we need that. We need that in this atmosphere. All right. So quote of the day basically coincides with my my last thoughts for the podcast but also my midweek crisis thoughts and maybe I can I only have a few things written down but I can kind of like synthesize information and and keep it brief but I don't know anyway quote of the day is memory is a soundless ruin a habit of mourning that builds no bridges or hands. It sighs a harp no love can search. Wow. And don't, didn't he say it? Frank O'Hara, he said that. He is a writer, poet, art curator, and critic. And this comes from his poem, Ode on St. Cecilia's Day. Memory is a soundless ruin. Mm, a habit of mourning that no that builds no bridges or hands. It sighs a harp. No love can search. Yeah. And that's what I realized about myself. I realized that I try my best due to, I'm sure, nurture to let go of things. And and we've talked about letting go and like, what does it mean? We don't know. But just on a surface level, just a, a, a letting go for the simple fact that harping on things can cause bitterness and forgiveness is good to purify your the person who's supposed to be forgiving, purifying their heart. And I just want to tell you, a lot of people are good with that I think solely because their memories are fractured they have fractured memories I don't have that are there a few things I don't remember sure sure maybe a couple of details within the memory but for the most part I my entire life I've had a pretty decent memory found out uh, like a year and a half ago I actually remember when I was three years old crazy I thought I was remembering (laughs) details when I was four turns out I thought a little harder and it was, I was three. So who's to say if I don't? I may remember when I was two. We don't know. My point is that I have a good memory. And as you go through life and you see how people are and you talk more to them and you get to know them more, it's your memories you carry. And it dawns on you being this person who's forgiving and trying to let go and try not to harp on things because also the world is just so brutal. It's like, why even hold on to these things? But then you have the memory and you're like, oh my goodness, memory's a soundless ruin. Okay, it's a habit of mourning, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, 
Bell Hooks asked, how do we hold people accountable for wrongdoing and yet at the same time remain in touch with their humanity enough to believe in their capacity to be transformed? I know because it's like people deserve their humanity. They deserve benefit of doubt, all that, etc. But some, for me, ultimately I'm realizing or I don't know if I'm realizing, but I I know that at some point I'm going to have to make a decision of whether or not I can even interact with people in a certain way. I feel like, I think, and I don't know if y'all ever go through this, but as of, and when I say as of late, it's really been like, I would say a five year span I've realized that I really have not lived my authentic self. I haven't been me. And I get that my personality does have a little mystique to it. And that's not on purpose. I just, it's a trust thing. But at the same time, I'm like, dang, I don't know if I've really been myself. (laughs) I think that even people are walking around here thinking I've been myself. And it's not that I'm living a lie. It's just where the comfort and safety lacks because there's a pushback and a defensiveness of me being my genuine self which is scary because you're you know it's like if someone is being defensive and pushing back on you being you then I mean at that point it's like well damn can can we be who we be and it's like then there's the aspect of should we what is well, two things. <laughs> what does being yourself mean? And I have to define that for myself, which I was fearful of last year. But and then once you figure that out, it's like, is it necessary to even fully be yourself? Maybe you guys are kind more kind hearted than me or whatever, more you have more niceties that you genuinely don't have to fake the funk. But like, I realized some of the things that people, I have my idiosyncrasies, many, (laughs) I'm aware. And it's like, I can no longer participate in the allowance for other people to enjoy me tolerating things, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And I tolerate a lot. I think I've even talked about this before. I've tolerated too much. And it's not people on a personal level. It's just like in general, I'm going about things. I don't know, y'all. It's just, it's the solipsism. It's, it's just, I guess, I don't know anything but my own thing. And I'm... It's be it maybe this is a good death of self where I can be reborn in knowing what it means to be fee and then from there how do I move about putting myself in environments and around people where that's okay. Or maybe the whole time I'm just the sense, well, I am sensitive, but I'm just the defensive one. I don't know. We're pontificating together at this moment and I just...
don't know. These are the things that I was thinking about during my mid-weekend, mid-week crisis. And like I said, it, it could be something in the moon, the stars, the clouds, or whatever going on. And so I it could be just a, a child of the earth, just, you know, in the and it's getting to my brain. But I tell you what, I've been pondering and thinking and not no not not so much overthinking which was good because it's like that's never crazy that's never good excuse me but you know i have gotta find who i be and i just it's it's like i think what gets me is the fact that i have the opportunity to do all this too because it's like Now I see why people be having a lot of psychological problems and they don't have like quality relationships with people and places and things because they never have the time to actually go through all the thinking and the writing down stuff that is horrible or figuring out who you are. And this is why I believe honestly that millennials are the way we are because we don't have, we're not going to have a midlife crisis because we constantly are having crises. Unlike other people, other generations who, and listen, I get it. Honestly, I kind of trade places with them. They worked 30 years straight, never thought a thought. It was responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. <laughs> it was pay bills. It was be nuclear. It was be normal quote unquote and it's like it they hit a wall everybody hits a wall of course because that just that's not how you can experience humanity purely or organically i should say and so but with millennials i think we hit walls every other week sometimes twice a month you know we just hit walls when we hit them and we we face them hopefully i hope we're doing good out there I don't know about the other generation. I can only speak myself, but it was fun. I'm glad I went on ahead and podcasted it out because I tell you what, I was like, honey, I don't know if I can do it. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Really, it's mentally tired from thinking, but we're here. I'm here. You're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast. Once again, what are your plans to make 2024 a year you want to pour? That's the question of the month. The question of the year. (laughs) Okay. Talk to you later. Drink some water and don't waste any more food.